Dirks Bentley. I love me some Dirks. Yes, that song <laughs> is called Riser. And you've reached the pink episode here on Bringing It Home with Sarah and Tennille mm -hmm. because it's October. Right. And that's what we do in October, breast cancer awareness. And I just want to talk about a few of those lyrics or quote a few of those lyrics that you heard. Hey, I'm a fighter. When darkness comes to town, I'm a lighter. A get out aliver, out of the fire, survivor. Those were the words that Dirk Bentley was singing. And I just think that's appropriate. Yes, because we want to celebrate the survivors of breast cancer. And we want to remember those that... That, that aren't. Yeah. You know. I mean, breast cancer is the most common cancer among women. Uh, the statistic is that one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. And that that's that's a lot of people. That's a very high number. You know, personally, you and I both have been affected. My grandmother passed away from breast cancer when I was a child. One of my dear friends from college is a survivor. Yeah. My mother-in-law is a survivor. And, you know, I have some dear people in my life that fought and, you know, it's just a very special thing that we do in October. More than 4,700 people are diagnosed each year in the state of Tennessee. And in Tennessee, about 900 women die each year from breast cancer. So it's a cause that's worthy for us to stop and pay attention. Most definitely. So let's talk about the risk factors that are involved. Well, you know, the number one thing we talk about is family history. Your yeah. mother, your sister, your daughter. You know, that's one of the things to look at. For sure. You know, like I said, my grandmother mm -hmm. died of breast cancer, so my mom has been on watch for it since she was in her early 30s. Um, thank goodness she hasn't had any, any things to deal with regarding that, but it still runs in my family. Yeah, and that's something you can't change, no. uh, family history. Another one is a personal history of breast cancer. So basically, if you're someone who's had it before, they watch you closely to make sure it doesn't return. Right. So another thing that we can't control. Yes, and it can come back in different forms. Mm -hmm. You can get breast cancer of the liver. Yeah, you, know, you so sure can. Definitely things to watch out about. And you know, like most things, just getting older. <sighs> that raises risk. our risk for just about everything. <laughs> yes. um, you know, the top risk is being a woman yeah. and then getting older. Right. Um, and it's, that's something we want to do. We want to We get do. Older. That's a good thing. <laughs> but um, it does raise our risk for breast cancer as we age. Um, if we had a very early menstrual period, uh, females that had a menstrual period before age 12, okay. um, there's something hormonal about that that increases your risk mm -hmm. for breast cancer. Another age-related one is giving birth to your first child after the age of 30 or never having a child, never giving birth. Yeah, that raises your risk. Mm -hmm. And if you're menopausal, beginning menopause after age 55 raises your risk factor for getting breast cancer later on. And so, again, those are all things we can't control. <laughs> can't control no. those types of things. That's kind of Mother Nature right. doing her business. But well, it's a, it, lot to a lot of ages to think about, though. Yeah, yeah, it and, is. You know, another thing tied to menopause that can be a risk factor is having to use hormone therapy after menopause for more than five years. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely something you want to talk mm -hmm. to your uh, medical provider about if you're doing hormone therapy. Um, you got to weigh the benefits sure. versus the risk. Right. Um, now, something that is controllable, drinking alcohol. You know, drinking large amounts of alcohol tend to raise your risk factor for breast cancer. And a lot of people don't make that connection because we just don't hear about it very much. I, I'll be honest, that's one that I didn't really always associate with cancer. Risk. No, no. Mm -mm. And, and being overweight, again, is something that affects everything. It does. You know? It does. A breast cancer included. Yes. But the thing about it, many women who get it don't have any risk factors at all. 
They're just born female. Right? And that's something yeah. we can't do anything about. Right. But yeah, just being a woman um, is the number one risk factor. So, so all women need to be paying attention to their lifestyles to mm-hmm. help prevent um, cancer and other things. But we're specifically talking about breast cancer this month. So things that we can do to modify our lifestyle could, number one, be more physically active. Yeah. So just getting that exercise in, and it goes back to the being overweight. Yes. You know, even though we may never fit into the chart of the ideal weight, it can make us healthier. It can reduce our weight and that's going to be reducing our chances for breast cancer. And and you brought up alcohol. So limiting Mm -hmm. the amount that you drink, your use of that, you know, you could do drink none. I mean, you know, however you need to do that, but limit your alcohol use can really help. Yeah. Eating healthy is something else that we can do to reduce our risk. Um, Fresh fruits and vegetables or fruits and vegetables in any form are good for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Foods that are rich in fiber, you know, whole grains, all of those types of things we need to include more of in our diets and uh, remove so much of the fatty meats and the sugary foods and things like that. Uh, Doing that lowers our risk for a lot of cancers, breast cancer included. And I like that, you know, eating, if you can eat stuff you prepare yourself, you don't run the risk of having all those preservatives and all those added things that we don't really know about yet. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then, of course, don't smoke, you know. People don't really link tobacco use to breast cancer. Mm -hmm. But there is a connection, and it can help prevent other cancers, too. It can. And even if you're not the smoker, limiting your exposure to secondhand smoke that is being around somebody else who's smoking. Right. Um, that can reduce your risk factor for breast cancer. So even mm-hmm. think about your children. Um, they're little now, and you don't really think about breast cancer. But think of the impact that smoking around your children or allowing them to be around people who smoke oh, can have on their health later on. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So we need to try to do those four things to modify our lifestyle if we're not already doing them. Yeah, yeah, we do. You know, to help reduce our risk. We do. So there's a, a a question, you know, like we keep talking about age, but you know, <laughs> when should when should a woman get screened? Well, the general recommendation is once she turns forty years old, uh, ideally she would be screened every year. Right. And we're talking about a clinical breast exam, and we're also talking about a mammogram. Right. Now, the doctor may recommend that she start getting screened earlier. That's going to depend on that family history you were talking about, Mm -hmm. whether you have a mother or a sister or a daughter that has breast cancer, or if you've got a personal history, you've had breast cancer before, they're not going to wait. Or if you have an an abnormal um, clinical exam, you may be referred to have a mammogram earlier than normal. That happened to me when I was very young. In my Mm -hmm. 20s, I had a, a clinical exam, ended up having to go from mammogram it was nothing but it was just something they wanted to follow up on to make sure and I was a long ways from 40 at that right. point Right, and thank goodness they did though yeah and then any changes in your breast something that you may notice when you're doing self-exams during the month or something of that nature so generally we're gonna say 40 years old and above do it every year unless your doctor starts you earlier than that Right, and if you are um, a per- a female that has, like, your mother has had breast cancer, you need to let your doctor know that. Oh, yeah, they need to you know, know your history. Yes. So they'll know to watch. My A friend of mine um, found out she had breast cancer in her 30s, and it was detected because she asked for a mammogram early because her mother was a breast cancer survivor, mm. and they found it on that mammogram. Wow. Yes. So, please, you've got to inform your doctors. Of That's your, right. 
your history and your family's health history. That's right. So, you know, mammograms, there's a cost to them. You know. It is. And you know, when we're talking about those screening guidelines, that's ideal. Everybody's right. insurance won't cover them to get a mammogram every year right. when they're age 40. There are some plans that only cover you every two years. Some may cover you less than that. So there's a financial aspect to it. Right. But we don't want people to just skip this. Right. So there is a program called the Tennessee Breast and Cervical Screening Program that can help women aged 50 to 64 get a mammogram if they don't have insurance or if their insurance won't pay for the mammogram. Yeah, and that cutoff at age 64 is going to get them until the time when Medicare will be able to pick up the cost at age 65 and they can get their mammograms. So women that are 50 to 64 with no insurance or, like you said, insurance does not pay for their mammograms, In Tennessee, there's the breast and cervical screening program. Mm -hmm. There are programs that are similar, no doubt, in other states. So your local health department would have that information and know where to refer you uh, for that program. Uh, We're going to give out a number in just a little bit Mm -hmm. for the state of Tennessee. But what if I'm not 50? I'm 40 and I need help. Right. So with the Tennessee breast and cervical screening program, If you are below the age of 50, but you have a family history or you've had an abnormal clinical exam, they may pick up the bill for you. So it's worth looking into. Definitely. Um, You know, if there's something you felt that's not right or you've gone to the doctor, maybe they felt a lump during a clinical exam or you've got that history there and you don't have insurance to cover your mammogram, Mm -hmm. you still need to reach out to the Tennessee Breast and Cervical Screening Program. Yes. So grab a pen. We're going (laughs) to give out this number. Um, In the state of Tennessee, you can dial one 877 969 We're going to repeat that number for you because it's important. 877-969-6636. And that will put you in touch with the Tennessee Breast and Cervical Screening Program. Yes. And definitely make that call if you don't have insurance or you're underinsured. Yes. And if you're not in the state of Tennessee, we want you to check with your local health department so they can refer you to the services that you need because it's important. Everybody needs to do this. It is. So, ladies and gentlemen that may be listening, let's remember that part of October is making people more aware of breast cancer awareness. Definitely. Definitely. So, thank you for joining us for the pink episode. In the words of Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Be well.